shit yeah. Let me look. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, did you? Dan got excited about it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. You don't. You don't have to get upset about it, man. What? It being such a a big deal, man. It's not a big deal. It's pretty big. It's a shit. It's a shitty garbage microwave. <laughs> I like how you edited this piece of paper. Fucking nice, With a huh? fucking marker. Good, huh? What are you, 10? Looks great. <laughs> God. <laughs> you lucky it's not in three different colors. I know. Real advice from real experts. Sign up for our newsletter. I know. Just do the whole thing on uh, on uh, selling Culture Jack. <laughs> we'll make an entire episode yep. that's like, hey, you subscribed yet? How about now? Yeah. How about now? Share it with one of your friends? How about now? Hey guys, welcome to Culture Jack. You're here with Dustin and Anthony. Today on the show, we are talking about the Spider-Verse. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, share this with friends, family, pretty much everybody. Get your headphones on, you're about to get jacked. Alright guys, so we are diving into the Spider-Verse and a couple of cool things about that uh, is the recent release of all the Venom trailers and it is actually out already. So we're not going to be diving too much into the movie because this was pre-recorded, but we are going to include Venom into this conversation. But before we dive into Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse, and all those little spider buddies... Dustin says he has found something glorious. I've definitely found something. I'll let you and our listeners determine if it is glorious or not. So this is an article from Popular Mechanics, uh, and it is titled, Robots Can Successfully Peer Pressure Children. Uh, And this was from a study by Belfield University researcher Annalisa Volmir. Uh, it's published in uh, the Journal of Science and Robotics. Uh, so basically what they did with this study is they took uh, three, three groups of adults, and with the first group, they asked them to estimate the length of a line. The second group uh, was then asked to estimate the length of a line with a human confederate in the room. Uh, a, a, a scientist, someone that looked like they're in a lab coat or whatever, um, and to see if they would, you know, base their estimations more closely with what this scientist recommended. Uh, and then the third group was a, a group of adults that were placed in the room to measure or guess the, 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 the length of the line with robot confederates. And so the, the robots would also make suggestions. And uh, so... Basically, um, the uh, the adults would make errors when the human scientists were there, giving them suggestions. The, you know, they would repeat the wrong answers that the scientists had, but they would not be swayed by the robots. Then uh, they repeated the experiment with children between seven and nine year, years old, and the children... Uh, 74% of the time, when exposed to the robot's suggestion, gave the incorrect answer. <laughs> so adults did not fall for the peer pressure. Ro- uh, uh, children um, 
they could be swayed by a uh, adult or or robot alike. So what do you think about that? That's it. I mean that's interesting. I mean obviously adults are influenced by other adults or or official looking people or someone yeah, who looks in the capacity yeah, like, of uh, like somebody with authority of some kind like that mm-hmm. that guy was uh so he was a scientist so that we we stereotyped him and thought okay he's smart you know smart scientist guy right uh robot no fucking way you know to where a kid yeah. a kid grows up with robots yep. right sees them on tv maybe he's got some of those little robot pet things um i can see that man it's an interesting article. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's funny that, uh, I mean, the the title alone, it, it, caught, it piqued my interest. Robots can successfully peer pressure children. Yeah. And so right away I was like, well, what are these robots peer pressuring children to do? Like, are they, are they hey, kid, beep boop, you want a cigarette? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, want, I know. Let's smoke some weed. Let's smoke some weed. <laughs> Drink some. Let's beep, drink some whiskey. Beep boop. Uh, circuits. Circuits are calling. You want to go smash I, a liquor I, store? I don't feel like the robots were peer pressuring them. I, I I don't feel like that's that's the given scenario. I think so because uh, the the researchers discovered that for adults, volunteers' accuracy dropped when in a room with human confederates. Well, the robot confederates didn't seem to make a difference. Uh, 74% of the time, children gave the wrong answer. They gave the same answer as the robot, word for word. Right, so, yeah, but that doesn't mean they were influenced, or they, uh, I I think that they were influenced by it, right? I I think that the robot was saying something, so they just mimicked the robot. I don't think there was peer pressure, like, there there was no peer pressure on them uh, making them answer the question that way. I think that they were just falling in suit with what the robot was saying. So you think the whole premise of the experiment is bunk and the robot no, should no, no, have no. been like, Hey, let's get tattoos. Beep, boop, beep, that, boop. That's full. Well, that's like, and then the kid's like, all right. Right. I mean, that's, peer, that's, that's peer pressure. What I think is interesting about this is that, uh, a robot said numbers and they assumed that the robot was right. You know, I think that's kind of interesting. Or, the, or they thought for whatever reason that the robot uh, had some more accurate deal. And also, a child from seven to nine is easily influenced. They're still adolescent, obviously. So the the paper uh, says that um, the this reinforces the idea of humans treating computers and robots as social beings. Attributing human-like qualities to technology. This can be especially uh, helpful when robots step into caretaker-like roles, uh, like when they act as museum tour guides or elderly care aides or childhood education assistants. You know, if they tell the children, hey, straighten up, do not pull the fire pole station. Yeah, because this is happening so regularly. This is the future. (laughs) Just get on board. I mean, so at your school there's robots? Not yet. (laughs) <laughs> is grandma taken care of by a robot? Not yet. Well, my grandparents are passed away, unfortunately. But um, maybe, maybe when we're of age to be grandparents, yeah. maybe we'll be taken care. There's maybe- a movie about that, right? Where the old man gets the robot, the white robot, and it's supposed to like take care of him and help him. There is a movie about that. It kills him. No, they become like friends and stuff. Is that the Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams? Maybe that's what it was. I mean, it could be. Would you let a robot wipe your ass when you're 70? No. <laughs> no, dude. 
Not happening. Lift your I mean, feet. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, Siri's got more. <laughs> I think Siri's more evolved uh, than doing like 1980s. Well, at least for like a database. 80s, 80s uh, robot. Yeah, I just think that uh, they were influenced by it. They saw the big shiny robot, assumed that it was right. I don't think there was peer pressure behind that at all. Uh, but I do think they were they're more gullible or susceptible to mimicking, you know, things that they know of things because there's no relationship. You know, I'm sure a kid has no relationship with the robot, so there's no there's no way for them to distrust or, or not. So, so what the I mean, what would have a what would have a good experiment look like to you for peer pressure to to demonstrate whether uh, kids can be peer pressured by robots or not like oh applying peer pressure not by just saying numbers just just like having a human in there and going hey kid let's take some cookies off the table there you go or then the and robot then be like robot. Hey, hey kid, kid let's take some cookies off that's the right table. yeah i guess that's why aren't peer we scientists pressure? i don't know maybe we'll, we'll become but that's more that's that's what legitimate peer pressure it is do you feel peer pressure if i'm standing in the room and saying two seven five Two seven five, <laughs> two seven five. You're gonna be like, shut the fuck you're up. You're not. You're man. not a robot. Two seven five. I'm about to unplug you though. Right. I mean, so all right. Let's uh, move on into the Spider Verse. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up Spider Verse movies or upcoming movies uh, just so we we can have a little list of them here. Stand please, by. Please continue. <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> Loading Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse movies uh, planned. Okay, so we'll just we'll start with the new Spider-Man and start with that, right? So Tom Holland, we've got Homecoming, right? Yeah, Homecoming was the, the newest iteration of Spider-Man. Right, and then we know and it's confirmed... That there's home or it's home. not homecoming too. It's something. What's the name of it? Uh, far from home. Far from home. Yep. Yeah. That's confirmed. In fact, I think that's already being shot, right? Or in production right yep. now. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to come out summer 2019. Yeah, I mean, because clearly he got wiped off the map in Avengers. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> A lot of people, yeah, were upset about that. They're like. Well, there are no stakes because we already know that Spider-Man uh, Two has been announced. We already know that Guardians Three is going to be coming at some point. There's no stakes to Avengers, but still, that's what comic books are like. You don't expect people to stay dead, right? And so these movies, it, as a successful emulation of the comics, absolutely. So we do know that we know Tom Holland is reprising his role, which is an important thing, right? Yep. Um, we know. By the time this comes out, Venom will, will have been out. Yes. Which is cool. Um, if you missed our uh, previous episode, or maybe it was our previous, previous episode, we gave our review of Venom sight unseen. So if you haven't checked out that episode, check that out. Because uh, I think we were dead on, don't you? Still don't know, but we're hoping. <laughs> we're swinging for the we're fence hoping. on that one. <laughs> this is culture de- jacked with a couple Nostradamus sigh. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So... We'll just go Spider-Verse current date then, right? That's kind of what we're sticking to. So uh, so when we talk about the Spider-Verse, it's... So Sony, with Venom, and with other movies that they've announced, 
are are seemingly building f- in, to a a Spider-Man connected universe like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but without Spider-Man. They're developing all of these bad guys, all of these anti-heroes, and so just to just to give you a list, we'll, we'll just to an idea of what they've got on the slate. Uh, of course, Venom, that that just happened. Uh, they got Black Cat, uh, that they're they're going to produce. Silver Sable, Morbius, the Living Vampire, and that's the one that uh, Jared Leto's going to lead. Or Jared, is it Leto? Leto, Leto. Leto. Jared Leto's going to lead. Uh, Craven the Hunter, which I think would be an awesome movie. I'd be excited to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Silk, um, so that's a, a Spider-Man type character, I guess. Uh, uh, she's Korean American. Um, I guess she was she was held captive by someone. So in the Spider Verse, there was someone going around to different universes, killing all the different Spider-Men, and someone was like, "I'm gonna save you, Silk." And so held her hostage, and it was like really messed up. And then she escaped and became kind of an anti-hero. But Silk, uh, Jackpot, a mother and superhero in her mid forties, uh, <laughs> Night Watch, uh, and that looks like looks like all of them there. But what do you think of the idea of building a Spider Universe without Spider-Man? With well, no, I thought that was confirmed that Spider. This is in the Spider-Man universe, right? As of the today's date of recording, no. Uh, we <laughs> we guessed that uh, in our Venom review without seeing Venom. Okay, so we're still hoping then. We're definitely hoping, but. As of right now, there's been no positive confirmation. Okay. This is taking place okay. anywhere in the MCU at all. This okay. is a separate universe. Um, I like the idea. I really do. I what I what I think needs to happen is that they need to get this going ASAP. Obviously, Venom's coming out, so hopefully, it, you know, like these projects are attached to different directors, right? Um. With different stories, and they have some type of interconnectivity, right? The, within this Spider-Man, yeah, and the like, Spider-Verse, yes, okay. yeah, they're they're all supposed to be taking place in the same universe, yeah. Okay, so that's cool. I I feel like there should be some some Spider-Man somewhere. <laughs> not that not that it has to be a superhero movie. Right. By, by no means does it have to be a superhero movie. But there needs to be something. It's, yeah, it's really weird to have a, a whole set of shows based off of a, a comic book hero who is not in them at all. Yeah, it makes me feel like as you went through all those names, the only thing, the thing that kept kind of resonating with me is it almost makes it feel hollow. To where it's like, no, you know, Venom's, I believe, going to be great. Um, Oof, but as great as move. Venom, as great as Venom's going to be, it needs to have just a touch of Spider-Man or the presence of Spider-Man, even if it's on the news and you get a clip of, of Spider-Man like, oh, the Spider-Man character, and he says some smart remark or whatever, and he passes by, and then maybe in the next episode, there's even just a bullshit encounter with Spider-Man. Right. So, because uh, they, well, because hold on, because these guys should be, if they do this correctly, in my mind, 
these guys should be able to have a trilogy on their own, being bad guys or whatever, building their own thing. Spider-Man should not swoop in and devastate them. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a, there's a couple of things. Uh, so that was that was then, and this is this is now. But by the time you're all listening, to this it'll be then again. Uh, so you may know more at this point. But uh, the reason so. Venom was originally slated to be R-rated, and everyone was excited about that because they could they could experience this character's brutality in an R-rated movie. Right. Uh, they they chopped it down to a PG-13, and a lot of the speculation was, uh, and continues to be, that they did that so it would more tonally fit with the MCU Spider-Man. Though it's not a part of it, it would more tonally fit then, this is where it gets really conspiratorial, the MCU and the Sony CU would be like, oh my gosh, Venom was so successful. That made so much money. Yes, of course it's part of the Spider-Man universe. And at that point, integrate Spider-Man into it. Uh, all Whether it's a, a quick little cameo, like you said, whether it's a, just, a, you know, just them talking about it for a moment to kind of tie the universes together and say, yeah, it is part of our universe it did really well, or it fits with what we've created. So, what do you think about think about that? Would that does that make sense to you, or does that is that like way out there tinfoil hat stuff? I mean, it, it it makes sense. I it does make sense overall. I don't know that Disney's gonna. I I don't, I don't know what the rights are between each one for the characters, right? I'm like, I don't know if does Sony or I mean, does Marvel hold all exclusive rights to the character? No, they're borrowing. They're, they're actually, I, I believe they're Sony-produced movies. Even Spider-Man Homecoming is so a Sony-produced movies with a Marvel directive kind of puppeteer. Oh, sort really? Of, uh, creative direction in, okay. the, in the movies. Okay, so in, the, in that case, maybe it's a tit-for-tat. Maybe they can, they can say, hey, you know what, we're going to let you do this. I think what I, I think what more likely is could happen is that Sony says, okay, you know, we let you do homecoming, we're letting you do this other thing. We want Tom Holland for this piece, for that piece, for this piece. It is not a huge role. We're not hurting or doing anything to Tom Holland to affect this story, but we need him for this thing. I think that's a more credible kind of story. Right. Well, I think the the MCU is is hyper aware because, you know, they're good movies, they're action packed movies, but they're family movies too. You know, they're not yeah. ultra violent. No. And so if well, so far we've only had one. What was ultra violent? No, I, I didn't say ultra violent. I said we only had one man. One what? One Spider Man movie. Oh yeah 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 yeah. No, but I mean like that universe is right. typically pretty family oh, friendly. Yeah. And so if over here, Venom is biting people's legs off. Which he's not because it's PG-13. Which he's not because it's PG-13. I mean, they could allude to it. But they'd be like, oh my gosh, it. he's biting that person's legs off. I can't believe it. Why is yep. the camera looking at yep. us? Yep, yep. Uh, and then pan back and he's gone or whatever. And yeah, like, oh. and Venom's like, mm, yep. delicious. Yeah. Uh, so what I think would be really cool is if... Sony had a chance to build up this Spider-Verse or the, the, the enemies, the rogues gallery of Spider-Man. 
And maybe these rogues fought other villains. Maybe they fought other heroes. Well, yeah, they just fight their way to become the the uh, villain that we know and love. Right. And so they establish themselves. Right. And then MCU says, aha, the whole time this was in our universe. Spider-Man just hasn't taken care of it yet. And then not only do you have well-rounded uh, villains, but you've got a whole, you know, backstory for Spider-Man to just kind of fall into. Oh, yeah, no. The, like, so I dude, think that would be really like cool. It, well, yeah, and think of it this way. Think of it this way. If they do this right, they could have, like, a Fast and Furious run of movies. Oh, yeah. To where it's like, holy shit, the next one is him versus Morbius. Holy shit, now it's Venom in his time. And that's a whole movie. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, we already got three Venom movies. And he, you know, Venom beat Carnage or lost to Carnage. Venom did this. He's done all these things. Venom's cool. But we also got this Tom Holland guy who was in the Avengers, who has two movies or three movies at that time, by himself. Now he's ready to blah. That's pretty badass. Because why wouldn't you, if you were attached to one of those six characters or seven characters that you announced or two of those characters... Whatever, you're going to be watching A, their origin show or whatever the yeah. buildup is. And then when it's their time to fight Spider-Man, um, and, and it's not like Spider-Man's going to kill him. Spider-Man traditionally doesn't kill people. Well, uh, you know, the MCU has a terrible track record with that. And I, I that's one of the things I like least about it is they kill off a lot of their villains. Yeah, they do. Their villains they don't. They, like, end them. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, the, the Ant-Man, who was he in the Ant-Man, the... Uh, Yellow Jacket, he was yeah. sucked into himself and broke all of the bones in his body. And yep. Ronan the Accuser, you know, was absorbed by the Power Stone. And all, all these guys, they end up, you know, dying. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the things about the comics. You know, the good guys win, but they ne- there's no finality to it. You know, they, they win and the bad guys come, they leave. And they right. They, well, they foiled again. Yeah, they, normally they're left like, they're left for the police. Yep. Or they're left beaten yeah beaten up, like physically they go back to the, the city of doom or whatever yeah yeah because they just grab their grab whatever it is they needed because you stole this or or that um I, yeah i think I, I think it could be really really cool obviously we'll see starting with venom now i will say this if if venom flops that could jeopardize. Said it was be very successful. Well, I know. I'm just saying, though, if it does, that that could jeopardize the the plans majorly. Yeah, and so who knows what what you know s- series of high powered executives are watching this movie very closely to see what it does and goes if it if it does great, you're in. You you got it. You got the pass to the club. If it does poorly, you know they can wash their hands of it and say, "See, we never had anything to do with it. We just don't own the rights." Uh, let's you know champion a buyout of so- of Sony now, uh, right. like they did you know uh, Fox Studios as well. Right. So are there are there any of these movies that you're looking forward to? Uh, again, we got Black Cat, Silver Sable, Morbius. Morbius Craven, sounds Silk. cool. Uh, Craven, I know who that is. Nighthawk would be cool. I mean, I, I would be interested to be honest with you. I mean, I'd 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 be you know I can guarantee they'd lump some of those guys together though. You want to bet money? Oh, you mean like do a dual movie? Oh, for sure. Well, and that was part of the conspiracy too. Like they announced all these films, and they said we're doing Black Cat and Silver Sable, and we're doing uh, Morbius, and we're doing Jackpot. Um, 
part of the conspiracy was or part of the thinking was, hey, hey, Marvel, look at look at this huge rogues gallery. Look at this. Look at all of the potential opportunity over here. Uh, isn't this appetizing? Um, and so some people were thinking that it's to 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 make it so they could get into the MCU, and others think it's to make it more appetizing for uh, a sale of those licenses. And that's and that's possible. I mean, that's very that's very much possible. I mean, they may be trying to prime it up, get get good sales with Venom, and say, hey, buy the rest of these buy, uh, rights back to us, or let's do this or that. Uh, Nightwatch, it looks like he's a hero. Um, he's the alter ego of scientist Dr. Kevin Trench. Uh, let's see, what is his power? Oh, man, he he watched a masked hero die in battle with terrorists, but that dead man was an older version of himself. So he's like a time traveler, maybe? That um, sounds weird, man. Yeah. Uh, but any anywho, I, I'd be interested in watching watching that. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're done well and they get a style to them, you know. Well, I, one, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go. Yeah, go for it. Well, uh, one of these one of these shows is Silk, and so she's that that Spider Man like character. Right. So another thing they were talking about is if they didn't get Spider Man, she could kind of stand in as a proxy. You yeah, know, that would be totally lame. And be a be a spider type hero that could fight yeah, all I these bad guys. I think that they would lose their ass on that deal. Well, you I know. think so. I, I just strongly believe there has to be a tie over. There needs to be a tie over. You can get away with uh, a Venom because Venom is Venom, uh, but the rest of these characters, unless they're high, very high production, okay, um, with big names attached, big uh, directors. I think it would be very difficult to to fucking do it, you know. Like Morbius the Vampire, uh, I watched some videos and some information on him. I mean, like you'd have to, in my mind, you'd have to make that shit like Interview with a Vampire, like some epic shit. So mm-hmm. people were like, "That was a standalone movie. I want to watch this." Right now, knowing that it's not tied to anything. So, uh, with with that being said. We know what we both want. We won't right. both want this to be connected to the MCU. We both want Spider-Man to make an appearance. These guys, we want them to cross over into other Marvel movies yeah. would be great. Whether they're in there as the main villain or they're in there as, you know, just a, a, a side complimentary action set piece that they get a pull off or something like that. That's what we want. Uh, can a uh, Spider-Verse without Spider-Man... Uh, be successful. Do you think if they just did these movies, do you think it could be it could be successful and they could be some good dang movies? Um, all of them, no, I don't. Because I think everybody knows what you want. It's in you're playing in a Spider-Man world. At some point, you want Spider-Man. Um, I think that they could see pockets of success. And if they're tied together well, that would be the route of success. Yeah, you know what I mean. If if they're crossing each other and building that those relationships and building those movies together with all those characters, you know, independently, then yes, because ultimately, then you're just doing the Avengers with bad guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then you're not, doing Suicide Squad again. <laughs> yeah, except for it's not one movie. It's it's doing it the right way, building up to it. Right? Yeah. So you get the ability to like your favorite 
your favorite guy or girl, you know what I mean? You get to you, you get those chances. So if they do it that route, then I could see it outside of that. I I don't know. I think it's I think it's difficult. And I also think that the people, the consumers going to be like wait, this is a Spider-Man show without Spider-Man? I don't get it. What the heck? Well, right. I mean, especially after a couple of the movies, they're like, I don't understand what this fucking means now. Well, I the uh, the thing about Spider-Man is he's had a few iterations, right? He's had a few live-action yeah. movies. The uh, the th- actually, he's like leading with. Uh, he's got to be the one of the leading guys with uh, recast. Actually, he is the most current recasted character because he's this is a third gen, third generation of Spider-Man so far. Um. Well. So with that, you know, audience audience confusion uh, aside, you know, is it what the heck, man? Is it is it Tobey Maguire? Is it Andrew Garfield? Is it Tom Holland? Who the heck is Spider Man? I think that um, a lot of people don't give audiences enough credit. I think that they can tell the difference, you know, and and know the difference between the different universes. Right. And, well, yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with that. I just feel like. If they're playing in that world, with the exception of if they have the intent to really kind of weave in each other's basket to, to get Venom into Jackpot, into Nighthawk, into mm-hmm. Morbius, um, to build those relationships fairly quick so you've got something else to bond to and it'll kind of it'll back burner the Spider-Man part. But if you don't do that correctly, and they're all literally independent independent movies, it's going to be like, okay, so are they ever going to do it? Yeah. It leaves that question, that burning question, open to where either, and then especially if it's announced, like, it'll never happen, because it'll come out at some point, whether we like it or not. Maybe yeah. it's after Venom, maybe it's not, but it'll come out whether they're they're working on it or not. So, All right, so... Uh... I'm excited to see what the Spider-Verse holds with or without Spider-Man. Uh, and before we close the episode out, though, uh, our, our, our friend Anthony, he came up with a, a gadget. He found something on the Internet that's piqued his interest, his, his curiosity, and he's going to share it with us tonight. So, Anthony, what did you find uh, as far as a gadget goes? I uh, found the gadget. The gadget. The gadget. So... Today what we're going to be talking about is the 2018 CES Innovation Award honoree. <laughs> it's also the Global Innovation Award. This sounds this sounds good. Uh, for product design excellence. Ladies and gentlemen. Is this, we're, is this we're, an advertisement? Hold on. We are looking at the Frigendos. The Frigendos. Yep, F-R-I-G-O-N-D-A-S. And you might be asking yourself, I know someone that has one or five of these. Probably. It's not, no, I'm not asking myself that. <laughs> what, are the, what the hell's a Frigendos? What's it do? The Frigendos, so let me... Is let it me, a refrigerator? It is. There's four different models available at this time. We'll start with the Frigidos FW-102. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what the Frigidos is, and pretty much why your life has been so dull, is an appliance that combines both instant cooling and 
Microwave technology. You can heat and freeze food. <laughs> you, did you hear that? You can heat. Oh, no. I heard it. And freeze. That sounds hokey as heck. Call, call it what you will. Multi-award winner. Where, where did it win awards? CES, which is legit. CES is legit. That's the Consumer Electronics Show? Yep. And Global Innovations Award. What year? I'm assuming this year it doesn't say so you'd have to click on the awards, and I'm not going away from the, the, you, the not, beauty of this thing. You're not clicking look away the, from the look version Look at the craftsmanship. Oh, heavens. All right, let me describe this Describe this for you. Ha, have you ever seen in an industrial kitchen those little handles that are on the, the reach ends? Got one of those big, big wrapped boys. Wrapped in stainless. It's wrapped in stainless. Looks, uh, It's very boxy. It looks like a microwave. But it looks like it's got a um, a volume control for a stereo <laughs> on the on the front of it. A uh, nice little timer, I assume, probably touchpad feature. Uh, yep, it's got a four point three inch LCD UX design. So, what is this replace? Is this replacing my microwave? It's replacing my microwave and my and it's freezer. A quick, well, it's a quick freezer. So, say say that. You went to the store and you were portioning out meat and you wanted to quick quick freeze it. You could portion it up, vacuum pack it, throw it in there and a quick freeze it. Say that you went and got a cold beer or you got your kids a soda from the car that you forgot to throw in the, the fridge or whatever. Pour it in a cup. You could get it partially frozen like that. Or I could take that cold beer and warm it up if I or, prefer. Yeah, I feel, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, really, you beer. could stand at one one piece, one appliance and cook your hot dog and cool your beer. Not simultaneous. Does it simultaneous? No, no. <laughs> Jesus, they're not there yet. That would be, now that's some crazy you're shit. Like, you're like. That's some Star Trek I, I, shit. Yeah, I need quadrant A5 <laughs> through B7 seven, to be heating. I need quadrant C8 right. through Q2 to be uh, cooling. Yeah, yeah. Chill, chill this bad boy for me. Um, overall, it's a. It, I think it's a pretty nice looking unit. What's a what's a what's a cost on this thing? Uh, let me cooling wave. Cooling wave. Let's see what the catalog says. Catalog is loading, so they do have four different models. There we go. Oof, that's cinematic as heck. Yeah, they did pretty good on that. We're one. on this website, and it's got the Frigion DOS device, and it's surrounded uh, by it looks like you know dry ice. It's got a little nice nice fog on the bottom, like it's walking out onto the WWE uh, ring there. Yep, and it also helps you with your food safety danger zones. Oh, that's nice. I don't like food foodborne illness. Absolutely not. <laughs> How much I'm does it cost, to, I'm man? I'm trying to find it. <laughs> Maybe it's. Uh, is it is this a, is this a product that you would ever see having in your home? Does this replace? Me? Would this replace your microwave? Would you feel like it's a microwave, but it's also got this extra tool and device? Um, if I was in the market for a microwave, I don't know what the price is on it. If I was in the market for a microwave, I probably would. Sure, man. I mean, why why not? I mean, I like I make smoothies. 
That would be freaking sweet. You know, you make a make a, a smoothie, hit it, let it chill a little bit. I mean, like, I like cold shit. I like hot shit. Okay, so we can't find the price for the friggin' DOS, but how much would you Fridge. pay? Friggin'? Uh, <laughs> it's for the, we, can't, we can't find the price for the fucking DOS. <laughs> uh, I would pay probably 300 bucks. You pay 300 bucks for a microwave. Yeah, because a decent microwave is 150 You can get a microwave bucks. for 40 bucks. Yeah, that is like 20, 20 watts, and that's why you're standing there for five minutes to cook your hot dog. Who cooks hot dogs in a microwave? <laughs> you do. I don't know, man. You cook hot dogs over an open fire, or you boil them. <laughs> that's it, huh? That's it. That's the you only way. the oven. That's the... Never cooked hot dog in the oven. <laughs> you gotta live, am I, live a little. Am bit. I missing? Am live, I missing? You, this? Haven't you ever pan fried a hot dog? No. You gotta live a little. Wait a bit, second. Man. Would you? Would you? Would you cut it in half and pan fry? Yeah, it? dude. It's an excellent way to cook it. Live, dude. Live a little, bud. So I, I'm you. You know me. I'm not a culinary guy to begin with, but I definitely not a culinary what, hot dog artist. What? uh... I mean, like, seriously, I would probably, if I was in the market for this, this was a proven concept. No, if you were in the market for a microwave. Yeah. So your microwave broke down. Yeah. Would you get one of these instead of a new microwave? It, yeah, if it was a proven thing, like like this thing's full bore out at consumer level. Uh-huh. And it's getting good reviews because, it, yeah, I would. I, I definitely would. Why not? I mean, I'm, for whatever you know, and again, I don't know the prices, so I'm guessing 250 bucks. So for a hundred bucks, a uh, product that does multiple things, sure. Why? Why the hell not, man? I just think that there is some value in being able to freeze and chill items quicker, way, way quicker than throwing shit in your freezer. I just, I just do. I think there's a lot of value in that. I drink, I drink cold brewed coffee. Cold, shit, cold tea is nice. Meanwhile, you can still heat up with it. I just think it's like a two-in-one, and I think it gives you the opportunity to do something you haven't you haven't been able to do now. How do you quick freeze things? You just throw it in the fucking freezer, and you wait a couple hours. Yeah, it's not quick. No, it's not quick at all, and it's normally pretty clunky. So this is what I foresee. Like, if I put on my future glasses right now, and I bought the I brought the the friggin' DOS, and I'm I'm looking into the future, and I, I purchased this device, and I've replaced my microwave with it. And I've used it for four months, and it doesn't heat like I need it to. Yeah, it freezes things. I don't find myself doing it that often. So now I've also purchased a microwave, and I have a microwave sitting next to my friggin' DOS. No, no, no. Yeah, but you're going down the bad road. What we're we're going off of the we're going. You're off saying the it works same, perfect. Yeah, it, costs it works as good. It works as good as a top line. Uh, Microwave. I would buy one for no more than a hundred and eighty dollars. Okay, but would you buy one? Like if there was a sale, the two hundred fifty dollar one was on and sale. And I was in the market for a, mi- a microwave. Well, of course, because you're not going to upgrade your microwave to it. Well, put my hand so, through the microwave. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Gonna... <laughs> you're replaced, cacao. No, but but what I'm saying though is, w- would you? Be like, shit, yeah, I think it's worth ponying up to get this feature, these features. And it's a nice-looking microwave. I mean, that is nice. Yes, for no greater than $180. Okay. Maybe $150. You can't go down, dude. You <laughs> cheap bastard. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Like, you, That's the one thing I have learned about microwaves, regardless of the Frigendos, is uh, you get those shitty, you get a shitty uh, microwave, low watts and all that shit. That's why it takes for 
ever for that motherfucker to cook stuff. So you normally should be spe- <laughs> you should be spending over a hundred bucks for a microwave. My microwave broke uh, about four months ago, and mm. I just cut a hole in the bottom of it, and I put it over one of the heater vents in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I just open it up. You got the slow cooker. Yo, now? man, it do, it does not heat up very quick. My house is burning hot uh, while I make dinner for my family. Yeah. But uh, you, you should just yeah, go put it on the cook stove. Well, sometimes I just like lay things in the window under the sun. Uh, I pray for sunny days. So I'm like perfect Please. opportunity to get a hold of friends and house. That's it. That's a uh, interesting, interesting type device, my friend. Uh, and as much as I want to stay here talking about the the friggin' DOS all night, I, I think that's where we're going to end the show. So throw your headphones to the floor, everybody. Check us out on Twitter at Culture Jack. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and family, and make sure you tune in next week. Culture Jack. Tech, games, movies, and more.